Hey everybody, before we get started, I just wanted to say thanks so much for listening, and as always, this episode is brought to you by superstarbodybook.com, the homepage of our world's heavyweight champion, Nick Aldis. No, Nick's not paying for a sponsorship here. I just like telling everybody about the site, because aside from being one of the greatest resources for Aldis merch, it's the home of the Superstar Body Book, which, in my opinion, is one of the best fitness books you can buy. Why? Because it's easy to digest, straight to the point, and it's full of zero BS. Just a practical resource guide to fitness from a guy who may have done a push-up or two in his lifetime. Love him or hate him, Nick Aldis is as in shape of an athlete as you're likely to find anywhere. So you can count on him to know what he's talking about. In this book, he's going to go through all of the information in the simplest terms that you would ever need to understand more about creating and sticking to a fitness plan, the nutrition, and all of the other factors that go into helping you reach your fitness goals. No prior wrestling knowledge is needed, as this book is just designed for anybody looking to get in shape and not sure where to start. Not only that, but throughout the book, there are additional tips from other great athletes, such as WWE Hall of Famer and Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle. And hey, look, I'm not kidding. I've read through my copy twice now. I'm currently on my own fitness journey, and I'm nowhere near ready for entering action. But I can assure you that this has been an invaluable resource. Oh, and as a bonus, if you go and order a book, Nick will personally autograph it for you. You can not only have a book written by, but personalized by potentially the greatest world champion of the modern era of the National Wrestling Alliance. And hey, that's not enough for you? Right now on superstarbodybook.com, you can also get a personalized fitness plan from the champ himself. That's right. In his 90 days for $90 plan, not only will Nick send you an autographed copy of the Superstar Body Book, he'll also personally communicate with you to detail a workout plan tailored specifically for you. What a hell of a guy. He's the world champion. He's touring. He's busy, okay? And he's still going to take time to sit down, figure out what you need, and devise a fitness plan that works for you on your schedule. So go check it out. That's superstarbodybook.com. Oh, and do me a favor. If you do go, let him know that this is the NWA podcast sent you. Just so he knows he owes us one. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, let's do this show. Welcome to This is the NWA. I'm Gary Horn, and this is a podcast celebrating the past, present, the future, the legacy, the history, tradition, all of it, of one of the greatest pro wrestling entities of all time. I'm talking about the National Wrestling Alliance. Hey, man, we're doing this today completely unscripted, without a net. We're just going in and recording because I'm going to tell you something. One of the coolest things happened today is I was sitting around thinking, man, it's probably time to put out another one of these. A lot of stuff's happening. And then yesterday, the NWA dropped some bombshell news. And I was definitely like, I am behind the times. It's time to get it out there. And then today, you guys start tweeting. 
and telling me you love the show and you want to hear more. That's hard to beat, man. I cannot express to you how appreciative I cannot express to you how appreciative I am of you. I'm saying that so matter-of-factly because apparently I could not say it without doing that. So I didn't really have a show plan, and there's a lot of reasons why that is. I'm going to get into those reasons because there's some stuff coming up here pretty soon that I know we're just going to start pumping out content pretty regularly, but because of what's happened in the news, because of you guys being a bunch of sweethearts and wanting to hear more, I'm just going to have to be better about putting something out there no matter what. So here I am just talking to you off the cuff, just going to just roll with it. I do have a couple of notes I want to get through first. We're going to talk about that bombshell news, your questions, and we're going to talk about what's coming up for this podcast because we've got some good stuff I think you guys are going to like. First of all, I appreciate you. I'm sure the NWA appreciates you. This is a really cool thing we got going on here, people, and I am so happy every time I get on Twitter under the This Is The NWA Podcast. My personal account, by the way, at Rock and Roll Gary, all spelled out. You guys are welcome to uh, hook up with me there, too. Love talking to people about wrestling, and it's so cool to see just the excitement that everybody's having for what's going on in wrestling. It's going to be a big fall. I am super stoked for it. But anyway, let's get to the big news. First and foremost, I guess the thing that we really need to get out of the way is since the last time I talked to you, we have lost one of the legends of the business. Mr. Harley Race passed away the other day, and it was a big deal in the wrestling industry. He's absolutely uh, one of the greats, if not the greatest. He is a legend in the business. He has appeared on the 10 Pounds of Gold series. You've seen him there. He's an eight-time world champion, former holder of that 10 Pounds of Gold. And you'd be hard-pressed to find another wrestler that everybody talks about in such high regard. Nobody's ever seems to have a negative thing to say about him. Hell, if anything, they've just got stories about how tough the guy is. Well, I did not want to overlook Harley, and so I'm going to save it till the end of the podcast, but I've got some big news about stuff with Harley Race. So Harley Race is going to come up again here in just a minute. I did just want to say at the top of the show, just so nobody thinks I was skipping it, that we wish the best to Harley's family and we here at the podcast are deeply saddened about uh, his loss. I mean, I legitimately was just reading and watching things about Harley all that night and actually got torn up a little myself just seeing the stuff about Harley Race. He is such a magnificent person. There's like a personality that's out of this world and wrestling lost somebody truly special. It was even nice to see, by the way, I was super stoked to see that the WWE also paid a great tribute on two different nights, on on Raw and SmackDown, to Harley Race. So that was really top-notch of them. I'm, I'm happy that they did that. I was worried that they would try to brush over it, but it seems like everybody in the industry knew who they'd lost, and and it, it was a huge deal. So rest in peace, Mr. Race, and well, like I said, we'll talk a little bit more about Harley here at the end of the show. A lot of news going on in the uh, wrestling business over this past week, and especially in the NWA. So in case you've missed it, uh, you can't be faulted for it. But I just wanted to make sure that if you've been following along on the NWA's YouTube channel, which I 
always advise you to do. The Crockett Cup DVD is finally available if you ever wanted to own your own physical copy of that truly special event. And believe me, it is special. I got to be there front row. It's as much fun as I've ever had at a wrestling event. I cannot speak too highly of it. You have to see it for yourself if you haven't already. And if you have seen it already, why not own it on DVD? It's right there on the NWA's eBay store. Easy to find. Just check it out. I mean, I own it on Fight TV because I also bought the pay-per-view because I'm a nerd like that. But I might want to get the physical copy too because, you know, that streaming stuff you never really own. So get on that. Pay some respects to the wrestling company that you truly love. Go ahead and buy that Crockett Cup DVD. It's definitely worth it. So uh, one of the big things that happened that I thought was going to be the big news that we talked about, but it turns out this is not the biggest news that we talk about. It's just the precursor to the big news, I guess you would say, is that, as you've probably noticed, if you have been hiding under a rock, I'm a little late on even telling you this, but uh, tomorrow is the summer supercar that I've talked about multiple times on the show. Nick Aldis was supposed to defend that 10 pounds of gold against a member of Villain Enterprises, and that that is no longer happening. And if you don't know, the reason for that is, is we have had a split. Ring of Honor and the National Wrestling Alliance have parted ways. And uh, it's unfortunate, you know, that these things kind of have to happen, but I think it's going to end up being for the best. Maybe their visions are going in two different directions. The news at the time that this happened was that Billy Corgan had intentions of when he was coming back from his tour of putting all of his energy towards a weekly TV show. More on that later. But everything that we've gotten about it say that everything was amicable. They agreed to it. And the doors open to potentially partner again down the line. Uh, obviously, you know, they worked together to bring back the Crockett Cup. PCO and Brody King won the Crockett Cup, spoiler alert. And uh, so they're the tag champions for the NWA. They also are contracted to Ring of Honor. I'm assuming that will soon be addressed in the NWA. But uh, sources that I've been able to reach out to just said, you know, if you want the down and dirty scoop, they just say that the culture just kind of wasn't matching up, it seemed like. That's hearsay. So take that how you will did you hear that i almost got into like a dusty rose yeah daddy take that how you will they're just saying honey boo that maybe nick aldis and the nwa is uh i mean mean, i'm just gonna stop doing that so anyway hey no matter what the case was uh wishing ring of honor best of luck they have some amazing talent uh over there not the least of which is of course villain enterprises we hope they all do well And uh, who knows, maybe we see some of those guys back in the NWA sometime in the near future. I don't know if this is the last time I'm going to mention this because uh, some recent news on this front, but uh, our former women's world champion, Jazz, has also been more and more active lately. She's now teaching at Hybrid School of Wrestling in San Antonio, Texas. I've talked about this before, but she, along with Rodney Mack, coaches Chris Marvel and Mark Aguilar, along with WWE superstar Funaki, they're training the future stars of wrestling. So if you're looking for a place to learn all about wrestling, how to do it, how to handle your business, you go to hybridschoolofwrestling.com. It looks like 
badass gym. They got like three rings set up there and all of the experience anybody could ever need. They've got regular seminars where uh, famous pro wrestlers come in and talk. It's good to see Jazz doing so well, uh, but she's doing even better than we expected because this is not an AEW podcast, but I, you know, who doesn't know that All Out's coming up soon and they just announced the Women's Casino Battle Royal and one of the stars in that Battle Royal is our former Women's Champion, Jazz. So we wish Jazz all the luck in the world, but we know where the real competition is, where the real wrestling is, and that's with the National Wrestling Alliance, so we hope to see her again soon. Let's talk for a second about Eli Drake. Yeah, yeah, let me talk to you. I love that guy. So I think since last time they did drop the video, Eli Drake is open for business. Basically, Eli Drake with an awesome match, just uh, kind of stomping a fool. Basically, just saying that James Storm's supposed to be worried about this national championship, but it's been a cup of coffee, and now he's talking smack about Eli Drake. Eli is trying to focus on Sweet Charlotte, the 10 pounds of gold. He's saying James Storm doesn't want to come barking up that tree. Personally, I can't wait for that match. Now, I know Eli's looking for all this, but hey, man, this is the National Wrestling Alliance. You don't just get to call your shots every single time. If James Storm wants a piece of you, that's the national champion, son, and he's going to get it. Speaking of which, he also came out and had a little uh, exposition matchup. Said he was going to put his national championship up against one of the up-and-comers, Piranha Rana. Sure. And I actually like this guy, but uh, James Storm defeats him pretty easily and talks a little smack. James Storm is... What's the best way to say this? He seems to have a vendetta, I guess is what you'd say. He says he's a bit pissy about his lot in life. He's the national champion. And I'll be the first guy to say this in a completely heterosexual way. James Storm's national title looks good on him. Like that is, there's something about James Storm carrying that thing. I never quite got the look of that belt, but now seeing it with Storm, that's a good look, man. That's a solid belt. I'm excited to see where he goes from here. Hey, let's talk about Allison Kay for a second because you know that I love to. She's got some dates coming up. I mean, obviously, she was scheduled, I guess, originally for the Ring of Honor Summer Supercard uh, on August 9th, but that is not going to happen. So uh, if you're tuning into that pay-per-view, you will not see her, I'm assuming. But on August 10th, Shimmer Rise. Finn Fatels and Smash present the Summit in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Allison K will be there. Is that the one where Joey Ryan's at? Because that's something else. That's I, I've seen on Twitter a lot of people, that's a controversial match for her to have, but there she is. So I support Allison K. August 11th, first wrestling blood, sweat, and beers two at Bauhaus Brew Labs in Minneapolis. She'll be there. That's my birthday. So uh, shout out to me, I guess. I thought that she'd want to hang out for my birthday, but no, apparently not. Allison Gay is too busy. So whatever. August 25th, she's at Old Wrestling in Norwalk, Ohio. Also, don't forget about patreon.com slash Allison K, where you can get exclusive signed merch, ring used items, a classy AF follow from Allison K herself on social media. Just the works. You can get it all with Allison K. Just join up for her Patreon. Help a sister out. She needs you. Also, crazy enough, one of the big announcements here recently is GCW, which stands for Game Changer Wrestling. You know, uh, Josh Barnett's 
Bloodsport 2 is happening, and Allison Kay has signed on to appear at that. This is featuring a lot of talent this time. If you're not familiar with it, it's a it's a mix of like MMA and pro wrestling. It's just like a ring place with just canvas, and all the matches have to end in a KO or submission. I mean, along with Allison Kay, Josh Barnett's obviously going to be there in the main event. Josh Barnett's going to be facing John Moxley. Killer Cross is going to be there. You know I love that guy. This is going to be a pretty badass event. I'm actually looking forward to it. Let's not forget about our uh, world's heavyweight champion, Nick Aldis, uh, fresh off of his defeat of the Monster Crater. Nick Aldis has a new column up on flagsports.com. He's discussing the top five footballers who make great pro wrestlers. A lot of good stuff there. My first call was Vinny Jones. He shows up on the list. Daily DDT has an interview up with Nick Aldis by Graham GSM Matthews. I actually wish I'd have dropped this earlier because everybody's coming out with it like it's brand new news this past week. But this interview happened like a couple of weeks ago. It had some cool tidbits about uh, social media and wrestling, his time and choice to leave Impact and come back. He talks a lot about fandom and wrestling. One of the things that I think about often because I want to help the NWA grow myself. I also want to help this podcast grow. There's a lot of lifers in pro wrestling. So there's these fans, I think, that people are trying to preach to, but it's 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 the epitome of that phrase, preaching to the choir. Like some of these people are just lifers. They're going to be pro wrestling fans. But what about all the people that disappeared? Nick Aldis goes into a lot of detail on that in this interview, which I thought was really cool. He talks a lot about criticism in wrestling. Uh, I love this quote. I care about the dollar, and this isn't a knock on any of the people that do that stuff, but I don't care about it. This guy who's not paying my bills and what star rating he gives my match because he's not paying the bills. The people who are going to read this stuff, whoever they may be, they're going to keep watching for the most part. I'm not saying you should pay no attention to it. I'm just saying you should pay the proportionate amount to what it represents. In the meantime, you've got to keep doing things that keep a wider audience engaged. If you went by what the core online audience says about Roman Reigns, he wouldn't even be on the show, which is ludicrous. I'm sure they'd have the numbers to show it. He draws a lot of women. The kids like him. He sells merchandise. There's a need to make sure that you keep a breath of every potential customer. I love that quote from Nick Aldis. He's got a, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's a lot of people you have to cater to in pro wrestling. And uh, so I'm interested to see what well, we're going to talk about this here in a little bit with the uh, bigger NWA news, but they're going for something different than it seems like a lot of these companies are. I've often wondered about Nick Aldis as well. Uh, you know, who he would be interested in, what pay-per-views he would be interested in. Last week, I actually talked about uh, on the Twitter account, you know, what shows you'd like to see from the NWA. And one of the things that kept coming up was Starcade, which we know is currently uh, owned by WWE. So that's a little tough. But Nick Aldis does say that he does have a vision of eventually headlining a Starcade with the 10 pounds of gold. And to him, the two perfect world opponents for that would be Randy Orton or Triple H based on just the historical significance of it. Now, the bit that is making all the news this past week is that, yes, our world's heavyweight champion, Nick Aldis, was offered a contract by AEW. That came out in this interview. Kind of a big deal. We could have seen Nick Aldis just show up over it all out. But the champion decided that he wanted to still be able to do the NWA. And uh, he said, you know, if they could work it out, 
that he could do both and maybe then maybe it could work sometime but otherwise he's sticking with the nwa he actually i think the exact quote was he said at the time my stance was if i can do both and i'll do it and i think that as it shakes out and everyone starts to realize the demand that will be on them with cable tv and stuff like that those possibilities will be way more apparent in the next coming year for some guys also ahead of time he talks about the idea that they want to develop a really good episodic tv show they think that they have a chance to fundamentally change the way television for pro wrestling is presented they think they have an idea on how to do it he wants to be a part of that and put a stamp on something historical well god bless you nick thanks for sticking with the nwa you've got some serious fans over here and we appreciate you being a true world's champion and uh keeping the value of the 10 pounds of gold high Folks, by the way, if you're wondering where I keep up on a lot of my National Wrestling Alliance news, I mean, besides this podcast, obviously, a lot of the great breaking news comes from the Alliance blog. That's right. If you prefer to read up on the latest happenings in and around the NWA, Jason Callie has you covered. Just head over to alliance-wrestling.com for all of the latest NWA news and rumors, or Jason is at first two thirds on Twitter. It's an excellent site, and it's definitely worth your time. We like to give shout-outs where they're due, so there you go. So there's a lot of other interviews that have happened between last time I broadcasted and now. Unfortunately, I didn't get to listen to everything. I think both Lagana and Nick Aldis were on Busted Open Radio, so I want to get to covering those. Actually, Aldis was on there talking about Harley Race, which I'm going to talk about in just a second. But I just wanted to let you know I'm going to try to get another episode out relatively soon to go over all of that for you guys. But till then, let's talk about the latest news from the NWA. Last night, as I'm recording this, two nights ago, maybe as you're listening to it, doesn't matter. Anyway, the point is, is Billy Corgan had a huge announcement. One of the biggest issues professional wrestling faces at the highest levels is production, which is kind of a boring subject. And because of the success of the major companies over the last 20 or 30 years, the audience has gotten really used to really, really big looks. The professional wrestling I grew up on was really more about the personalities being sort of locked in a pressure cooker of a television studio that made you want to go see the big shows. It's one thing to say you're rebooting the NWA, it's another thing to run matches on somebody else's stage. And we're very grateful to those people that shared our stage with us, most recently the uh, Ring of Honor, which is an incredible opportunity. But now it's our time to step forward. It's time to bring the NWA back into the spotlight and run on its own oxygen. And so we're very excited to announce that in October, in Atlanta, we will be doing our own television again. The thing that sticks out in my mind about studio wrestling, particularly in the 1970s and the 1980s, was anything could really happen. You had people getting up very early in the morning, uh, Saturday morning kids television, and you know it had a real feeling of chaos and anarchy, and I think that really sold to me uh, as a fan um, that there was an element of danger and there was an element of uh, anything can happen, and I really want to bring that back uh, to professional wrestling, and I think the NWA is the perfect vehicle to do that. I think if you're a talent and you're interested in the NWA product and you're interested in being on NWA television as we go forward, here's what you need to know. If you're truly a talented person and you can make people care about you, if you're truly a talented person and you can wrestle a match that will make people want to see and pay to see you again, that is what the NWA television product is going to be. You will have every opportunity to reach people. Just like those wrestlers of my time reached me, you will have that same opportunity. 
we will be unscripted, uncensored, and really in your face in a way that no wrestling promotion has been in your face in a very long time. There it is, September 30th, August 1st. The NWA is going to be recording a live studio television show in Atlanta, GA. I'm going to try to say this very calmly so that I don't appear unreasonable, irrational, or like a complete geek. I am extremely excited about this. Okay, so now that that's out of the way, you know that I'm very excited about it. I live in Greenville, South Carolina, so I don't know if a lot of you know where that is, but I'm literally like an hour and a half from Atlanta, so if there is a way possible to do it, I will be at those shows. According to everything you can find, you just follow the NWA's accounts on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You follow uh, nationalwrestlingalliance.com, and there will be some news on tickets to that soon. What do you guys think about that? A studio show, man. This is calling back to the old school, like the 70s and 80s, NWA. Those studio shows where like the Four Horsemen would get interviewed or Ric Flair or Harley Race. Oh my God, I'm so excited about this. Because here's the thing. If you're going to do a show, why do what everybody else is doing? Now, I'll give props to AEW, especially this last one, Fight for the Fall, and the look was very cool. I enjoyed the look. I think that's part of it, man. WWE has been running the same exact look for about 20 years now. Same exact format for a television show, everything. If you want to stand out, you have got to do something different. One thing that's not happening right now is those old school, intimate environment studio shows. I think it's brilliant. Just even watching the clips of them now, just like where you got the one-on-one -on -one interviews, you got the cool little matches here and there. I mean, I, to be fair, I was even a fan of things like Tuesday Night Titans or whatever that WWE show was, which was like studio, you know, and just like interviews and that sort of thing. But like when in an environment that the wrestling is taken seriously, the characters are taken seriously, I think a studio show could absolutely work, especially in front of a group of passionate fans. I think we're onto something here, or I think they're onto something here. I'm just taking credit for it because, because I want to. But I think they're onto something. Billy Corgan, Dave Lagana, they know what they're doing. I think they're tapping in to a part of the wrestling community that not everybody is focusing on. And that's gonna be to their detriment because you can just keep fighting over the scraps of the people that are left over in wrestling, but there's a lot of people a lot of people back in the day, if you've listened to our YouTube rewatch, you've heard me preach about this before. Back in the day when the WWE and WCW were running head-to-head -head in the Monday Night Wars, they had millions of fans. Those guys would hit like a six in the ratings or something like that. I mean, maybe even higher. I can't even remember. But now a two is amazing. Where did everybody go? There's people that used to love wrestling that maybe now wrestling's embarrassing to like. People just want wrestling to be fun. And part of what makes wrestling fun is you being able to invest in it. Part of what makes you invest in it is the characters, the people involved, and them also taking it just as seriously as you want to. I think that that's a thing that the NWA taps into on a regular basis. Every single member of their roster right now gives a shit. They care about this company succeeding. They care about the titles. They care about wins and losses. I think Dave Lagana and Billy Corgan know exactly that, and they are going to nail it.
with the studio show. I hope to God I can be there on day one, just like I was at the Crockett Cup, and I can watch this thing. And you can bet your ass if I'm there, I'm going to be seeing who I can get on this podcast at the same time. But all of that said, I just want to just put it out there. I'm super stoked about this news. I want to know what you guys think about this news. Uh, let, let me know. I want to hear. Like, do you think this is a good idea? Are you are you as excited about it as me? Now, I know there's some obvious questions. They're going to come up at the very end of this podcast. But before we get there, I want to talk about the future of this podcast. Don't worry if you were actually a person that was keeping up with the YouTube rewatch. I have not forgotten about that. I, my goal is still to catch this show up on the YouTube rewatches to the current product. And especially now I have a target of making that all happen before a regular weekly show happens. Because obviously, if there's a regular weekly show, I'm going to have to be covering it. I'd also like to be able to bring uh, friends and fans and the people that are guests on to talk about what's actually currently going on. So a little bit tougher thing is to do this rewatch. But if you've listened to my other podcast at psychotronicfilmsociety.com, coming up soon, I'm my friend Madeline Hoptree, she's at Princess Sparkle Pants. Uh, she will be on that podcast. She's already been on there. We talked about a movie called Jennifer's Body. Anyway, Maddie is currently watching the NWA, and she's almost called up to where we need to be on the YouTube rewatch. Once she gets there, she and I are going to record the next edition of the YouTube rewatch. Now, she's the next guest. I already have all the other guests lined up. So, it's coming, and once it starts, it's not going to stop until we get caught up on the NWA rewatch. I'm thinking about doing like special shows about the pay-per-views, like the NWA 70th anniversary and the Crockett Cup. I'm super excited about that. I hope you guys are too. Also, the other thing I've been working on that I am extra excited about is essentially taking my own advice and paying attention to what Billy and Dave are doing right now in the NWA. Obviously, one of the things that is valuable about the National Wrestling Alliance is its history, and I've known that since day one. The one thing I haven't been doing a great job of is capitalizing on that history. I've even had requests, shout out BJ if you're still out there listening, that people want to talk about like the legacy of this company and what it means. People are here also just as much for the nostalgia. A lot of this stuff feels important because of what came before. That said, one of my intentions has always been to cover past events like uh, shows or wrestlers or whatever, just have episodes dedicated strictly to those things. I've been avoiding it because I thought I had to get all of this other stuff done. Well, no more. You guys want it bad enough now, I know, and we're going to start doing that. So we're going to start busting out some series of episodes based around talking about the legacies and careers of certain wrestlers or certain pay-per-view events, that sort of thing. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty. It's taking some research, so that's what's taken me a little bit of time. But the real thing that kicked it off was, unfortunately, as we discussed at the top of the show, Mr. Harley Race passing away. And during that time, I realized that there's a lot of younger wrestling fans that did not know Harley Race. And honestly, he was a little before my time. But I, being a super nerd, have learned a lot about him anyway and loved watching his stuff wherever I could find it. Harley deserves all the respect in the world. We've seen him pop up with 10 pounds of gold. You've obviously seen the respect he's given by our current World's Heavyweight Champion, Nick Aldis. I want to make sure that Harley is shown the proper respect 
And so our very first nostalgia or our very first historical show, the show covering the life of someone, we're going to be talking about Harley Race. So I'm going to have some other friends come in. We're going to dig into the past, reading books, reading articles, studying all about them, and try to do a really great series on Harley Race. And we're going to talk about the man, the myth, the legend, all of the stories you've heard, just how much of a badass he is. We're going to try to dig into Harley Race, really talk about him, and make sure he's given a proper tribute on our end, too. Because there are a lot of younger fans out here listening, and uh, you guys need to know who Harley Race is, and we're going to help you out. And hopefully in an entertaining way, we're going to start really paying our respects to the legacy of the National Wrestling Alliance. Okay, so all of that is out of the way. You've got an idea where we've been, what we're doing, and where we're going. I hope you guys are as excited as I am. Thank you again so much for really encouraging me to go ahead and get this episode recorded and out there. Knowing that people care and we're looking for it is a really positive sign and it's a real motivation to keep doing what I'm doing, that it's working and that people like what's happening. I really love you guys. Thank you so much for all the people that gave kind words. So let's get into some of your comments and questions. At the Nature Boy 4 writes, what channel is this show going to be on and who are they adding? Well, I guess I'll just move on to the next one too because uh, at Norm Hull TX says... Do you think this weekly series is going to be on YouTube? I'd rather it be on there instead of a random cable channel. Great questions and pretty similar. That's why we're uh, leaving it there and we're just going to go handle both at the same time. I've got another one from Comics Wrestling 247365. Hopefully NWA TV signs with Turner. If Turner could also sign Impact and ROH to distribution deals, we could see some live super shows involving AEW, NWA, ROH, and Impact. And be honest with you, that feels like a reach that that's going to happen. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that sounds amazing, but I just don't know. I just don't know that that's actually something that's going to happen. I mean, that feels like it's going to take a lot of contract finagling. So basically, the main theme right now is like, obviously, with this announcement, there's some obvious questions, like I mentioned before, and what those obvious questions are, are essentially things like, where is this show going to appear? Who's going to be on this show? Well, the tough part is, is that right now, honestly, we don't know. And don't think I haven't fished around. I have. But the NWA, one of the beauty parts about them and frustrating parts about them, if you're a guy like me trying to get some answers, is that they hold things pretty close to the chest. And I don't blame them. That's what I would do, too, if I were them. And if they were me, they'd probably ask. So hopefully we're all on the same page there. But anyway, I'm thinking that we're going to see some things that revolve around, obviously, the 10 pounds of gold. I'm starting to think that we'll see some answers regarding the NWA tag team titles. Clearly, I mean, the obvious answers are the people that we know are, in fact, signed with the NWA, which would include Allison Kay, Eli Drake, James Storm, Nick Aldis, all of those people. I even saw some interaction on the Twitter stuff with Thunder Rosa. I don't know if you guys are familiar with her. I'm a fan of her. There's a lot of good talent out there. One of the beauty parts that they seem to be focusing on with this television show that's another thing that I really love is they say that they're going to give a platform unscripted, well, you heard Billy Corgan, a chance for the talent to really sell the tickets. And I hope that's true because that's one thing that's definitely missing in wrestling right now is we're all hoping that AEW shows a little bit more of this, but NWA has a really big chance here to let the talent take control and give them a platform 
put themselves out there and see if they can draw people in. Let's find some superstars in the independent world. Uh, who do I hope I see? Well, um, that actually leads into another comment that we got from at Wrestling W Class. He says, I believe singles-wise, NWA is on its way, no doubt. Tag-wise, we aren't there yet. So many good tags out there. They need players for tag. I hope they pick up the Dawson brothers and other great tags. Seems to be a lost art on TV these days. Tag team wrestling, that is. Yeah, I totally agree with that, actually. I think that that's something AEW also seems to be focusing on. But if the Crockett Cup was any sort of indication, I think that the NWA is also very aware of the value of some tag team wrestling. That said, I can think immediately that covers four wrestlers I would love to see again on NWA, and that is Crimson and Jack Stain. I am still a huge fan of the War Kings. I'd love for them to come back. And Thomas Latimer and Royce Isaacs. I need those guys to show up as well. I think both of them are super talented. Same with Crimson and Jax. Two tag teams right there to be a solid foundation for your tag division, especially assuming if you can't use PCO and Brody King. Man, I, I like the way that's headed. I'm also interested to see what other independent guys and girls are out there that we can see coming in. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity out there for maybe even some of the folks that we've seen show up on 10 pounds of gold so far like uh brad slayer or pero marty bell like those people are all solid wrestlers where's santana garrett what's she doing right now i'd love to see her come back maybe her feud with allison k is not done there's so many opportunities i can't wait i have a feeling things are about to pick up in the nwa we're going to start seeing a lot of moving and shaking happening. And we're going to be right here on the front line with you discussing it. I promise you we are here and I've got a lot of plans for this show. All of the classic stuff that I mentioned, the YouTube rewatches, and we're going to keep up with any news, all the news, the top news. As soon as it breaks, we'll be here for you and we're communicating. You can find us at the NWA pod on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook.com slash the NWA pod. I am at rock and roll Gary all spelled out. Thank you so much for demanding this episode. And thank you so much for listening. I hope to keep in touch with you on the social medias anywhere I can. I hope to see you in person in Atlanta. That's going to be awesome. September 30th, October 1st. That's going to be badass as well. Anyway, until next week. See ya.